Hey everyone, it's another episode of Chats with Chels this week. It's a beautiful sunny Friday out and I'm here with Chrissy Rossiter of Just Peachy. So I got some sick new mugs this week, Chats with Chels mugs. So we're going to have a third place gin and tonic with Newfoundland Distillery Gin and we're going to get started. So let's uh, hear a little bit about Peachy and what's on the go with that, what you do. <laughs> That's a good drink I made. Chris, yeah, Chrissy shook these up before we got started. So accidentally made doubles, but <laughs> we're not really complaining about it's it. It's Friday. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So um, Peachy is a software company that I started um, myself and my co-founder Diego Sulaka um, are are the two the two people running it for now. And um, what we do is um, we provide a software that um, home care agencies use to help them better track the time of their remote working care staff. So when you guys started this, that's not how you started. <laughs> you started in something totally different. So what's yes. that process of pivoting and growing been like? Yeah, so when we started, um, Peachy was initially a um, text message reminder um, <laughs> system for seniors. So we would send them notifications to kind of let them know if they um, need to take medication or um, you know eat a meal, whatever. And um, kind of through this crazy learning process, um, by talking to customers, we um, identified that you know that idea didn't really didn't really have a fit into you know what seniors' actual daily routine was. So, at what point did you figure that out? So, figured that out um, after a couple months um, by interviewing like a bunch of seniors and doctors and their families, and then um, then the next step was to go to um, we went to retirement homes and we yep. talked to like a lot of homes. Um, to which we then realized mm, this there isn't really that big of a problem. Like they have big problems, but you know let's let's keep looking. To then we started looking at uh, the home care agencies who you know they have. Um, you know, they might have 100 to 800 employees, to, uh, you know, home support workers, nurses mm -hmm. that will go into seniors' homes to take care of them. And we identified that they have a whole suite of issues <laughs> when trying to run their business um, by, you know, they have remote working staff. Um, they have regulations that they have to follow by mm -hmm. government because government subsidizes the, um, the, the costs. and. Um, and then the both the employees and the seniors, you know, the, the technology is, um, is is pretty limited in what can be used. So um, with that comes a lot of operational inefficiencies. So we've kind of identified a lot of a lot of different ones, and now we're focusing on like their main problem and um, came up with a solution for that. So I guess when you got started, um, you had just kind of started PG and you were a participant in the Mel Woodward Cup. Mm -hmm. So that's coming up again pretty soon. So what was your experience with that like? Yeah, so the Mel Woodward Cup was just kind of an amazing way of um, validating that, you know, the idea or, um, you know, kind of the idea, um, something that had a lot of um, need for um, pursuing in, in relation to like what kind of a problem it was and how big it was and it, you know it needs to get solved when you think of you know the aging population and there's just there's so so many and then you know what our what our um, provinces and, and country is able to sustain so um, so that was really great but then also um, you know going up there on stage and just pitching which was a pretty scary thing <laughs> um, you know gave me some confidence to say you know what I can kind of you know go out there and talk to people yep. and and you know keep going after this idea because you know people 
the the judges or, or and people that in the audience that talked to me after like they saw potential in it and they saw potential in me so it was it was really excellent in that regard and then to get a lot of feedback um, for, like on on what I'd kind of pitched on um, and then finally to um, to kind of have that platform where people hear about what you're working on and you know you're known as the person that's trying to solve problems to help seniors so yeah. in that in by having um, kind of that visibility. I've had different people approach me to be like, "Hey, you're you're doing this thing. Well, you should talk to this person." So, um, got a lot of uh, a lot of really great contacts in that in that way. And I think one of the big things about you know starting a business here in St. John's or in Newfoundland in general is it's almost like you're never more than like one or two connections away from like mm -hmm. someone who can really help you. So mm -hmm. I know like just by attending events, you're always running into people. So I guess who's who've been some of the people who have mentored and inspired you. Oh my gosh, there's there's so many. I wouldn't even know where to start. So um, move this up. <laughs> um, so for uh, I guess mentors, um, currently currently we're we're talking to some some different some different people and um, um, Peter Peter Gifford is like huge help with with kind of the different stages that we've gone through. Like when things are on fire, he comes in and helps us. Uh, Helps us put them out and, and you know get us on the right track. For anyone who isn't aware, Peter is uh, with Propel ICT, so he's uh, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't know what his actual role is. Just for a side note, but continue. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think it's entrepreneur in residence, but I don't be wrong. Um, yeah, and then I guess also with Propel is Sarah Murphy. So she really helped at the um, kind of early stage. Um, you know, back when we were. Um, you know, had had the application directly for seniors, so she kind of helped um, with that pivot that I talked about. And um, you know, there are a lot of people in the community where you know, just that we'll just have talked to once or twice, and have gotten so much help from. Like you know, in the very beginning, even I'm just thinking, um, uh, had a really great chat with like Mandy Woodland, and she yeah. just was like, <laughs> she was like, here are all the things that uh, that you know you should be thinking of, and then um, just it's just excellent um, kind of uh, guidance in that in that way, and um, and then now you know we'll we'll have a problem come up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know we have an issue with like onboarding or customer success or or whatever, and you know we've talked to people like at Misa and Hayworka, and they, and they you know they're just so. Um, willing to offer advice because it's stuff that they've gone through um, yeah. and and you know there's no better kind of place to look so it, you know that's been great and then um, as well kind of talk to some people that uh, um, you know are in the industry and and um, you know previous employers and, and whatnot but and then like the Mind Center for Entrepreneurship has just been um, a huge a huge help um, in that we can work out of there but then we also get some mentorship as well so yeah, I know. I like just from being here. There's just so many people in the ecosystem here that I find are willing to help. And I talked about this last week on my podcast with David. But we were talking about we were talking about the ocean supercluster. Mm -hmm. But we're just talking about how amazing it is that these partnerships are developing, and how you know for a long time, and even even now in some ways, um, that there's a lot of like competition. But now it's moving towards more like community over competition, hmm. where you know if one person succeeds, then everyone succeeds. So I think that it's really cool hmm. to be like rooting for each other and working for each other, rooting for each other's success. Yeah, yeah. I think Newfoundland, you know, we've always had such a strong sense of community, and you know, I, I've really, um, really felt that. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, and and again, it's like you know, you, you want to 
get all the help and then yeah. you want to help others as well so um, it's it's a very uh, giving giving community and um, you know but it, it despite being small I think that there are you know so many more benefits to starting a business here than at any other other any of the other provinces um, about that sense of community and, and for other reasons as well so what was it that drove you to say I'm going to start this business here I'm gonna stay here this is my my legacy or my dream I guess <laughs> um, I mean starting it here was um, more so situational like I was just here and um, didn't really think about you know staying here or like wanting to stay here you know the idea wasn't um, wasn't like maybe maybe I'll go elsewhere whatever could, could have happened but then um, now I've gotten to a place where you know I um, I like PG is going to be um, like a Newfoundland company, and we're going we're going to stay here um, because you know just through the growing that we've done and the group of um, supports that we've um, you know been able to grow as well. Um, I think I think it makes makes the most sense for us. Like we, we've really identified that uh, you know this is kind of kind of a home. But then you know we also feel like because we've been given so much by say you know like MCE um, the university different mentors and, and, and um, you know different startups in, in the area well like we want to be able to you know hopefully give back in some way too and uh, you know what better way than to be able to create some jobs here in the province and you know I just love Newfoundland anyways <laughs> I, I want to keep living here I know it's so, so beautiful especially you know on days where it's like windy and rainy and you're soaked you're like why am I here but uh, mm -hmm. yesterday and from, I'm from New Brunswick originally so I moved here and my parents uh, got I think like 25 centimeters of snow or something oh. so and yet here it's like nine degrees and sunny today right it's crazy so you know it's the weather isn't why we're here but there's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of bigger things that uh, have, a, have a good impact on us yeah, I think it's like a big part is like just like being by the water and everything makes it really beautiful here too so that's uh, drawn me in <laughs> yeah it's true it's true it's just a beautiful place and great environment so so you were talking about your co-founder Diego so I know that there's a lot of people who you know maybe have really a business idea but not necessarily the technological skills or you know someone who's a technology person but you know wants someone to uh, you know handle their marketing or handle like their business partnerships mm -hmm. so how did you guys find each other so we found each other because we were both doing entrepreneurial work terms um, he's doing the computer science undergrad and I'm doing the um, business uh, commerce program so um, last summer we both he was working on his startup called uh, Camino is a, a trail a trail app right. and then uh, I was working on um, kind of original peachy the uh, text messages to seniors and um, we kind of just worked alongside each other on our own projects a lot and then um, started to like I was kind of helping him with some things he was helping me with way more things than I was helping him with <laughs> um, you know I'm like why isn't the internet working <laughs> like just there was a lot of um, a lot of kind of starting up like starting up a web page and um, you know having things connected properly and like like silly little kind of starting <laughs> points but like at that time I hadn't really had any sort of experience um, with that and it was all by myself and he was just like so willing to help and um, you know through working together um, we um, started chatting a little bit about him joining Peachy and then um, and then his app um, didn't end up continuing so you know I kind of said hey like you want to want to join like what do you think and um, 
you know, I think it was kind of just we had to spend a lot of time working together um, and, and you know, it was good. We had a lot of fun and he's really passionate about helping seniors as well and, um, you know, has this like really great background of, of um, you know, um, back end like development and, um, and just, you know, wants to come up with a really cool solution. So, so yeah, I think that's kind of where things began. So what is some of the advice that you have for, you know, maintaining a good working relationship with a co-founder or a partner? Um, I would definitely say that communication is super key. Um, you know, I think like being, giving each other honest feedback on a continuous basis is, is really important. Um, but also kind of setting the stage for that, you know, like setting the stage for, you know, trusting each other and feeling like you can say what's on your mind, um, you know, without the other person, you know, responding in different ways. And, um, and then, you know, constantly checking that you're on the same page with the different plans that are going forward. So I guess this isn't uh, super related to co-founding, but uh, just on you know, the things that we mentioned. So I would say, what is the best piece of criticism that you've ever received? That might be that might be in here, but I'm not sure. So if you draw it, we'll just skip it. <laughs> the best piece of criticism I've ever received. That is such a hard question. Oh my gosh, let me, let me think about it for a second. Um, I guess the, the best piece of criticism that I've received would be, uh, I'll tell I'll tell one of mine. Please, I just have to think this about it. This isn't one of my best ones, but I was just telling Chrissy about this earlier. So Chrissy and I actually met met on the Center for Entrepreneurship. We mm. were uh, both entrepreneurial ambassadors back in 2015, 2016, Woo. 2016, 20, yeah, 2015, 2016. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you forget your age. Um, yeah, <laughs> and we had a, we had another uh, friend on the the mm. board, and he also. Um, was on my podcast, my very first one, my friend Jan, and my funniest piece of criticism that I've gotten was actually from Jan, and he said, I don't like the name of your podcast, you should change it. So here we are, 16 episodes later, still the same name, but, <laughs> yeah, this is our cheers to Jan, but, yeah. you know, I value, you know, hearing from people and hearing their opinions and their thoughts, and I think that it is always good to, like, give that feedback, and he's really knowledgeable in the business community, so we'll, uh, you know, maybe I should have listened to him, maybe I shouldn't have, we'll figure it out. But now we, yeah. ha now we have the mugs with the name on it official, so I feel like it's too late to turn back. It's too late. The mugs are here, <laughs> Jan. The feedback was not received, but it was appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I still don't really know the answer, but I'm just going to say, I guess, uh, like from Diego, I guess the, the, the best piece of feedback that's just coming to mind right now would be about um, being... Um, slightly less direct, <laughs> not to him in particular, but um, you know, it's I, I, it's important to um, appeal to someone's um, emotional side as well as their rational side. So, um, kind of having a better balance balance with that. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that would be. I think that would be the answer. I think that's a really excellent piece of advice that we could all all follow. I'm like the same way. I'm like pretty pretty direct with people. So sometimes I guess that comes off as a little bit uh, too direct. I always say when I travel, I always love going to like Eastern Europe 
because uh, like Germany, uh, I guess Germany's not Eastern, but you know, if you go there, like the Czech Republic or Hungary, they're all just like so straightforward. Jan is from Czech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just like, they just like, they don't care. They'll, yeah. they'll tell you anything. So it's, it's well appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not as much in the North American culture. You Especially be like a Canadian, bit, a bit Canadian culture. I feel like Canadian is just like so polite that you're like, <laughs> you don't want to hurt people's feelings or like offend them or anything like that. So I yeah. find, uh, you know, I bump into like the door or the wall and I'm like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, I literally just apologize to an inanimate object. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you like bump into another Canadian and you have a story off and you're kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, no I'm the sorriest. I'm like so much more sorry than you. So sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I think like the best uh, thing, it was on Spotted at Mom, but it actually like made it to like worldwide, like Buzzfeed or something. And it was like, if you have two doors that are together, do you say thank you at the first one, thank you at the second one, or thank you at both? So they're like, this is the most Canadian problem I've ever seen. <laughs> that is tough, though. I, I think about that, too. And I, like, for a while, I was like, I don't know. I've already said it, so I'm not going to say it again. Like, they know. But I think I say it both times yeah. now. It's kind of like, uh, you know, they've done it twice. <laughs> they, you know, that was like the... the the fee of the door opening is that you have to give the thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. My favorite uh, little expression of gratitude is the thank you wave. So, like, when you're driving, if you, like, mm. like let someone out or, like, you let a pedestrian cross in places that they're not really supposed to be crossing. Right. And they, like, give you, like, the little, like, thank you wave. Oh, yeah. Those are good. I get kind of upset when I don't get a thank you wave. If I, like, go out um. of my way, if I, like, stop and, like, specifically, like, let someone out into traffic. Yeah. And they're just, like... <laughs> driving along stone faced I'm like okay you could be waiting there for like five more minutes like mm, yeah give the thank you wave <laughs> yeah I don't know like people you can see each other I don't know some people think they're in this car and they're in this like little <laughs> bubble but I'm I'm a walker I walk everywhere and yeah. I'm always giving the little you know yep. even when I'm just going and like someone's not gonna hit me I'm like <laughs> thank you thanks for not hitting me on that crosswalk I appreciate you not running me <laughs> oh over oh my god funniest thing <laughs> I was going to the farmer's market here in St. John's uh right before Christmas and I was at the crosswalk and I like both drive in this city and walk in the city and like the traffic here is just it's crazy but I was like stopped at the crosswalk and I saw a truck coming and I was like hey I was like, I see this truck coming, mm. and I was like, as a driver, like I know it's annoying when like pedestrians just pop out into the cr like into the crosswalk. Yeah. So I stopped, made eye contact with him, like okay. made sure that he was stopping. He mm. stopped. I started into the crosswalk. There was another truck coming behind him and rear-ended him into the crosswalk. So I like wound up like like just jumping out of the way. Oh I was my like, gosh, <laughs> that's so scary. I was like, this is like the worst. And it's funny because I'd had like a car accident earlier this like this year, and it was just like one intersection down from that same but area. <laughs> is that on Elizabeth Ave? Yeah, that's where I'm always walking. And then there's the intersection of Allendale and Elizabeth. It's crazy. Yeah. I almost get run over there. No, all the, the, the time. one the one where I almost got hit though was right by uh, bon where Bonaventure like turns into. <coughs> yeah, Bonaventure yeah. turns into whatever that other one is. By like the Remax Center. Yes. Yeah, that area. Like that's where all the students are walking, and then uh, the cars are driving quite quite quickly. Quite quickly. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I was like, as a pedestrian, you're you're not protected. You know, I don't know. Some people like will just kind of try along and not really look, and like they feel like they're oh, I'm a per I'm a like I can take I have the right of way, whatever as a person. But like I don't know, if you get hit, you'll mm, probably not be all right. But like the car is gonna be fine. Yeah. So despite the laws that exist, like I feel like you should probably just check and see if there's a car coming, yeah. and like assume <laughs> always assume that they're going to hit you. So just yeah. like make eye contact like you did that sort of thing. I'd do that too, but like. 
the at that intersection where I am, people are almost all like almost getting hit or actually getting hit often, and it, because it is kind of a busier one, and there's a lot of people crossing all the time. But yeah. I think people just overall need to pay more attention, like in everything, like driving, yeah. walking, like the city, especially. I find it's like especially yeah. rough, like with uh, <laughs> the snow clearing is uh, hilarious. Like oh. you'll like be walking, and I don't understand how it happens. Like you're walking sidewalk, 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 snowbank. Like you go out <laughs> around it, sidewalk, sidewalk, yeah. snowbank. A little, like a little tunnel <laughs> through the snowbank. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna crawl through trenches. I'm not sure if like people like shovel like onto the sidewalk and just leave a snowbank there, or like I don't know how they get there. It's like it's one of my life mysteries. Yeah, at least we don't have snow right now, so like knock on wood that we don't get any anymore. (laughs) No more. I know. I'm I'm so done with it. Yeah. So back to uh, (laughs) back to worky things. Worky things. Okay. So. Uh, you said the Memorial Center for Entrepreneurship was super beneficial, but recently you also joined the Communitech, Communitech or Communitech? Fierce Female Founders? Yes, so that was a program that um, I had applied for and got accepted into. So um, it was called the Fierce Founders Bootcamp. Okay. And um, they're essentially the way that it works is um, all of the startups that are accepted into it have to have a female um, co-founder or founder. So um, startups from across Canada were accepted into it and um, even from the States. And um, we did two, two three-day sessions at Communitech um, in Kitchener um, with the, end of, like, the goal of the whole program being to um, learn how to grow your business and then be able to pitch it because there was a um, pitching competition with a $100,000 prize. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so it was like <laughs> really great experience um, because of that first boot camp being um, all workshops and um, you know hearing you know how to do this, how to do that from people that I've never met before, which was which was really beneficial and um, hearing it for um, you know sp- specific aspects of the business that I hadn't even looked at like they're I'm not even gonna say because I don't want to say what I hadn't looked at at that point but um, and then uh, kind of along with that was you know getting a contact for if you did need help so you know we touched on um, marketing sales um, the financial bit raising investment um, even HR like it was just all of it was just so beneficial with with what was taught and then they actually um, put us into specific groups based on the stage that we were in so then it was even more relevant what we had been learning and so what uh, would you say is the most beneficial you know takeaway that you had from that experience the most beneficial takeaway I think um, with regards to the learning piece the sales session was was the was the most most important for me personally just um, because I had been doing different sales meetings and you know I I had never done a sales meeting before so there are a lot of little things that you're supposed to do but you're not going to inherently do them um, however it's like proper etiquette to do them or or it makes like sense from a sales strategy point of view so learning um, you know from setting the meeting to during the meeting to making that final sale to the after sale process um, like that whole piece was so crucial for where I um, was and am in my business and you know I got him got me thinking then too like what I had been doing before like the pieces that I wasn't doing right and then you know what what I was too but um, that's something that I have 
been able to take forward like all the time. But I think like as a whole, um, you know, I really what the benefit was was that I learned about every part of growing like building a startup at the same time. So I got this really good kind of high level perspective on like what do we need to do to um, you know grow? What do we need to do to um, succeed? And then um, you know, as I mentioned, the the group of, of uh, contacts that went along with that. And um, you know, I guess the other benefit too was meeting all of these startups with female founders, mm -hmm. which was just amazing to be with with them all. Because you know, I, I'm I'm kind of um, one of the few female <laughs> founders uh, that work out of the Mon Center for Entrepreneurship. Um, however, this number's like crazy growing it's, it's amazing um but you know as like a female to another a female like there are things that we relate on more so than like a female to a male and and, and vice versa so um hearing kind of their own situations and how relatable they were but then also um having them as like this kind of network of, of people that you know we can all talk to each other still we have like a slack channel and um, you know if we ever need any help or if we just want to you know talk about what we're what we're feeling or <laughs> what we're thinking and say hey you know you're in a similar like position as I am you know what do you think and um, you know there was there was like people from all stages of, of life so it was it was really great for that so I guess one of the things that you know one of my questions would be is uh, how do you think that we can get more exposure for women entrepreneurs and encourage more young women to pursue, um, you know, starting a business or be joining the technology sector? Um, I think that when looking at that specific thing, it's a uh, you know focusing on you know if there are any sort of um, barriers that exist looking looking at those barriers and you know trying to trying to break them down um, you know I think that that things have come such a long way and you know I'm, I'm really fortunate to you know be pursuing this when I am because because of how much these barriers have been broken down so I'm like a really really appreciative of it because you know 20 years ago it wouldn't be the same thing um, so I think you know kind of still just ensuring that there are, you know, minimal barriers, and then looking at, um, you know, how do you ensure that men and women can work cohesively, and understanding the way that men work, and understanding the way that women work, and how they differ, and um, you know, kind of creating some awareness around that, and um, and you know, I guess the final piece would be for, you know, the mentorship of women by women. I think is very important. You know, there because there are there are are things that um, women themselves would relate to more so, and um, with with business and with um, with kind of the, their own personal growth. So yeah, awesome. Well, I love that answer. That was that was great. Thank you. I totally agree on all those points. And I also another one, I guess that I would suggest is um, you know making sure that there is women representation on you know when you have a panel. Uh, having like you know women representation who are in business I find um, I go to a fair amount of events and a lot of the time mm -hmm. you'll see it's just like all dudes and I'm like mm -hmm. okay like it is you know it's great their experiences but sometimes you just like want to hear someone who has had I guess a little more similar react or experiences to you so right and then wouldn't be as relatable and it is a challenge too where you have less women interested in in, yeah. in these types of 
pursuits and like that's completely normal um you know for like the clustering of men to go after certain jobs and women after other jobs um but for everyone to get a benefit out of something like that you know it's you do need to have a female <laughs> like yeah and like in some in some in some regard for sure and it's really hard to kind of solve that problem um you know because there are so many different views on on what that solution would look like and how to get there in a way that's fair for for everyone um but yeah i think that uh one of the things that i've noticed as well is like a lot of women who actually are like business owners um you know are reluctant to refer to themselves as an entrepreneur because you know mm -hmm. like your hairstylist entrepreneur mm -hmm. like you know the chances are they've like started that business from their home or you know your doctor entrepreneur but mm -hmm. they um, you know don't necessarily recognize themselves mm -hmm. that way so I think that that's something interesting to look at as well yeah I think that's <laughs> even um, that that's an interesting uh, concept because like even my dad who uh, owned a contracting company where he was selling like services directly to people he wouldn't have looked at himself <laughs> as an entrepreneur yeah. and uh, I guess like we can look at all of these different kind of um, activities and see what the value and like how that is like the an entrepreneurial um, endeavor, um, which you know I guess to them like it's just a part of what they do. So yes. it's like oh yeah like that's sure <laughs> that I'm an entrepreneur. That, well that's just the thing I do. Yeah. Um, but you know maybe if they had if they do identify it that way then they would be more likely to take advantages of some of the supports that exist for entrepreneurs and talk to other entrepreneurs that might be doing a different kind of thing but have similar needs or problems. So at the end of every show we have you draw three questions from what we call the jar of awesome. Oh. So some of them come from our Facebook, some of them come from emails, and some of them are just ones I made up. Some of them are a little tougher, and some of them are kind of silly. Oh. So you usually pick one at a time, so I guess you can pick up your first one. All right, I hope I get three sillies. Three sillies. Oh, wow. What is the best book you have read? Hmm. I think the best book that I have read, that's nonfiction book. I think I will go with just to make sense of it. Um, I would have to say How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie is the best book I've read. Cool, um, I haven't read that one. Okay, so it's <laughs> the name is is a bit funny, but I mean that's really what it is. It's um, you know how do you kind of um, Build up your own um, image to others, and how like how they perceive you through um, you know different uh, you know different behaviors and action and, and actions in that uh, that are like really crucial to you know whether it's like building relationships, building um, sales or personal, um, but then it's also like maintaining those relationships. Um, and and you know kind of the bigger picture of the whole book is is how to be a good leader. And um, how to influence people, you know, not by being in a position of power and telling them what to do, but influence people to want to do things. And you know, that's kind of the, the big difference. So it really teaches you, you know, the art art behind that. And it, it's a great read. I would certainly recommend it to anyone <laughs> in any position because you know there there are pieces in this book that would be applicable for I have sure. Have to add it to my list. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number two, so it was three. Yep. Okay. So you get number two. Uh, okay. Oh. 
or I guess you picked out three. <laughs> oh, I already kind of... Uh, yeah, okay. So we already... So I did say that the criticism advice one was All right. potentially in here, so she did pick it out. You have this one. What are you doing? You picked out... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't want to do that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can pick out another one if you really don't want to do it. Um, actually, I'll, I'll do this one. And then I have... <laughs> the next one's great. It's a good one to finish okay. on. Okay. So um, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Um... My 18-year-old self, I would say, um, stop being such a big baby, work <laughs> hard at things, <laughs> and uh, take responsibility, and and things will be all right. <laughs> I think that's like my little trademark that I use in my business as well, is work hard, do good, be incredible. So I think it's a pretty good little little trajectory to follow yeah so now we get to finish with her silly question of the day which yes. she seems to be pretty excited about after all these tough ones it's a good one to uh, finish off on all right I'm actually going to um, break, break, <laughs> break the script here that we've been following okay and I'm putting on the song you're putting on the song so okay. what song pumps you up oh you'll hear my song okay <laughs> all right. Oh wait, I we're guess the mic is right here. Yeah, we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> Mine's actually juicy by Baby Small, so I'm not judging. This is it. This is the song. Before any sales meeting, the song goes on. I like, um... I guess it's uh, pretty explicit, though. <laughs> what is it? I just gonna give it to oh, you. Yes, right. I knew it sounded so familiar. <laughs> I think on my way to exams and stuff, I'm always like listening to uh, Mama, or wait, what is it? I'm gonna knock you out. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks everyone. Rated R. <laughs> thanks, rated R. That's okay. <laughs> I think, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in, and this was a great way to end the show. We should uh, just end all the shows this way with a little dance party, just like Ellen. So, uh, <laughs> have a good day, and don't forget to press subscribe if you're listening on iTunes or YouTube, and we'll see you next time.